0: George Patrick inspiration for the nation celebrating people we feel good about children's book illustrator Melquia Smith is in the House. Part of the final installation of our series, looking at some of the folks who will be part of the Martin Luther King Jr celebration dinner at Syracuse University. At the time of this conversation, it will be tonight at 6pm actually at 5pm with an art gallery available at. Four fifteen. If you got your dinner ticket at mlk.syr.edu, I hope it's not sold out by the time. But by the time you hear or see this, but uh, for those of you who already have your tickets, you'll get to see the fabulous uh, children children's illustrations of Melquiada Smith and Melquiada. Thank you for for joining us on the program. Um, and uh, love the background that purple. You see, it goes with my <laughs> my fraternity color. So we're so Glad to have you aboard. So tell us about your art and how you got started. Oh my God, how I got started? Okay, Uh, that rolls me back.
1: Wow, when I was a little one. Um, I honestly have always been an artist, a creative, an illustrator, a drawer. I've always been a type of person who just, needed to draw and needed to create and do something with my hands in order to just feel like myself. Um, I would see things on TV, I would watch movies, play video games, and I just somehow needed to have that translate into the paper that I was underneath my fingertips. And as much as I drove my family crazy with having paper and crayons and pencils everywhere, Um, to prevent me from drawing on the walls. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My dad would take home computer paper. My aunt would take, would give me these like uh, ceramic paint by numbers, Mm -hmm. like paint by numbers or these like ceramic, um, like sculptures that you could paint with the acrylic paints and all sorts of stuff. And so my family, you know, was really supportive of me being able to to express myself creatively. And so as I've grown up, I grew up on the age of dial up slash the internet, you
0: know? <laughs> yeah. You know, when your parents, like when someone called, don't call me. I'm on the I'm on the right. I'm on the internet, you know? Right. Or my sister would call
1: and I was like, tell them I can not get off the phone. I'm trying to get on the internet. So I was I'm that generation where I I definitely remember when the internet was being some like was being important and also now in this age of social media where internet is all folks know and so I grew up on the old DeviantArt, um, this website where artists were was able to share their work mm-hmm. and I eventually started going into different sub fandoms subcultures all different things and I practically grew up on the internet and I learned, though, through that, that people got paid for their art. Like, people got commissioned and was and was able to, in a sense, make a living through their work. Um, and that was something that I've always wanted to do. I knew that I was going to be an artist of some capacity um, as I've gotten older. And that's definitely a privilege, for sure, because I hear a lot of other artists who have had situations where their family was not supportive or their family was not, um, was not on board uh, for their illustration career and they had to fight for that. And for me, I'm grateful to say that this is just something that is just a part of my life and has always been.
0: So, I mean, yeah. It, it, you know, just looking at your work and the the type of work that you do, I describe you like, I describe your work as imaginative, free-flowing, creative. How do you describe it?
1: Oh, that I like that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. You like Um, that?
0: (laughs) Let's go with that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what you said.
0: Free-flowing, creative artist. (laughs) Just
1: just, just go with the flow and, you know, whatever feels right just works right. Like,
0: like I'm I'm not, I'm no judge of art. I'm just looking at some of your pieces here, but there's just a I wanna call it, there's just a freedom, right? That I, 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 that's the way I can describe it. I just like, like you know, just go with me kind of thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because as I was speaking with my art mentor, Chris, I would tell him all the time that my work is so tight. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I think it's tight in the way that I think about the pieces that I make. Um, like things that are intentional. So like, yeah. why are certain things intentional? Why did I choose the hair this way? Why did I choose certain clothing this way? And mm-hmm. so I find that tightness, but I also find the looseness in the way that I paint. Mm-hmm. Um, I Interestingly enough, I actually identify myself as a painter first. Painter, yeah. I definitely identify as a painter more than a like drawer or a person who draws. Mm-hmm. Drawing is a chore sometimes, mm-hmm. but the painting part, the colors melding it together, that magic, that that's what really brings it to life for me. Um and I find that I find that really interesting as I've been, as I put myself in a career path in which I have to draw 32 plus pages in order
0: to complete a project. Right. <laughs> and so you have to draw so what describe that process for me. And so so you still didn't describe your work. Well, you see, tight, but like I didn't hear you say this is what my work is. So let me hear that.
1: I would say my work, and this may change, but I would say on the fly. Okay. I'm definitely going to like back the imaginative. um, This, I think, my work is the is a way for people to see that authenticity and be able to share that like to to be able to embrace that within themselves mm-hmm. and then share that with others mm-hmm. um and I also say this off the crux of working on a story idea mm-hmm. that uh like working on a manuscript right before we met about something about that kind of theme and that core mm-hmm. uh that coreness of a story so I'm just going to lean heavily into that and just use that um because that's just something that I, I love. I love seeing the magic in everyday life. And I love seeing the magic of just being and existing in this world, especially as this world cannot always be magical. <laughs> it's nice to be able to share that
0: with others. So um, I wanted to follow up with what is your process for creating? Mm-hmm. Because obviously you have to draw and then you have to paint. And then you have to translate that into uh, the, a page that goes into a book.
1: Yeah. So for picture books specifically, um, art director, author, editor, someone contacts me and says, hey, we like your work. We Here's a manuscript. Here's our budget. We'd like to see if you're interested in this thing. Let's say everything works good. We're done with all the negotiating bits and all the stuff. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So the beginning stages of a manuscript is me just reading it over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. Sometimes Mm -hmm. things just kind of pop into my head and I just need Mm -hmm. to like get it down. And usually, so far, usually that actually translates throughout until the end piece of the book project. Um, An author, illustrator named Ari Chung calls it a magical moment. Um, And that is something that I I like to keep on to while I'm working on a project. Um, So the way that it starts, though, is just scrap paper, um, printer paper, and I start just kind of sketching what comes into my mind. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it could be a character idea. Sometimes it could be not really a location. But sometimes it's just something that really hits me when I'm reading someone else's words. Um, And I start really loose. I start with like a really busted up Sharpie marker so I don't get all into the details. Um, And that's kind of the beginnings, like scribbles, thinkings, drawings, words. I actually use a lot of words in my work, um, in the behind the scenes of my work. And I, sometimes I'll be in the house pacing back and forth thinking about like, okay, well, if I'm this character, what, am I, what, what kind of shoes would I wear? Oh, like what kind of hair would they have? And what kind of color would make them blah, blah, blah. And, and a lot of discovery of the character and a lot of discovery of the story, color schemes, all of that. And most of it is not, it's not linear. It's not a linear process. It's very free flowing in that sense too. Right. Um And it eventually it'll eventually like tumble into place because I have to rope it in and just like, all right, we need to actually put this in like an actual book. But that's the beginning stages. That's like the discovery blue sky phase, um as like the animators would call it. Then we start getting into, you know, I have a finish line, like I have a finish date that I need to get some stuff done. So now I have to get started with the actual sketches. Right. <laughs> Which are also very loose and messy because no one's going to see these. These are like stick figures. Where are these people going to be placed? What's going to be in the background? How is this going to be structured? Um, there's different parts of a of a of a story um, when you're illustrating, where it's a a full page spread versus one page versus a spot illustration, which is just a little vignette or just a small little snippet of an illustration. So I think about that as I'm working and like what would work best with the manuscript. Um, and that's why, I, and, that's, and I start sketching those in and it, and it gets a little bit more refined and I just do it in phases, right? I'm working in phases. And then somehow, some way in the, this area I have to figure out characters, who's actually in the story, who actually needs to be seen, what do they look like and how do they present themselves and why?
0: But you already have the words and that's why I think the pictures are so critical right because you've got to match the picture to the words, and the pictures, especially with children's really has to have more of the elements because it's only four or five words, maybe the book, right, it could be, and then she went, you know, and then she tied her shoe right and. Sometimes, (laughs) Whatever. sometimes <laughs> sometimes
1: though so sometimes, right, to me right. a well written story does not actually tell me what's going on i can tell what's going on and i add on so it's two it can be two different stories so for example the illustrator is literally illustrating the antithesis of what is actually written which is okay. a, which usually is fun for comedy right. um there is a There's a situation where like there was a story that the author said and the boys were sad and the illustrator actually illustrated the boys not being sad because the parents were leaving. The boys were actually really happy. And that was really a funny comedic moment because we're seeing the we're reading the boys were sad and they weren't actually really sad, you know, so it depends on the story and it depends on the mood of it and it depends on it and to me like i said before like sometimes a well written story has doesn't need to say and she tied her shoe and right 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 out. right because the illustrator shows that
0: right i mean yeah. that was just my words so <laughs>
1: no that's okay no it's it's it is it depends so there's different type i could go on and on but i'll, yeah. I'll try to keep it brief there are right. some parts of storytelling where you have something where it is a uh, like a story book where the story itself is narrating what's going on, and the illustrator follows along with it. Mm. There's some stories that I have a bunch of books right now that I'm studying right now where um, it's a po- it's a book, but it's in poetry, right? And the poetic it, the poetic elements is just very loose and free flowing, and yet the illustrator now has to find a way to ground this poet poetic story in a sense, while also honoring the, the art form of the author. Um, one of the books I'm staring right at is called eyes that speak to the stars by Joanna Ho and uh, illustrated by Jung Ho. Um, and it, this story is just, Holy mackerel. I'm like, how do people
0: write? <laughs> like, How do people write like this? It's so it's, well uh well it's interesting you held up somebody else's book. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I know. Um because I'm Can talking we see about one of me. your book? one of the books you illustrated, please. Sure, sure, sure. And you yes, and you and by the way, we're talking about Chris Smith. You uh your website is pretty kitty paintings uh, Yes. And don't uh don't hate she's a cat lover. She oh. does have a couple of cats. So I'm sure that the pretty kitty comes in there somewhere. Talk to me. Oh yeah. Talk to me and so as to, as to why, uh, how, how the pretty kitty and what that, uh, that name is that because of your fondness for the, fe- the feline?
1: Yes. So I had a cat named princess and her nickname was pretty kitty. Uh-huh. And, uh, she was pivotal to my just adolescence. She was just like my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she was definitely someone. She was like a cat who just like had my heart and was just always there for me. And I just kind of—it's I guess—it's a way for me to like immortalize her, but mm-hmm. also it just rolls off the tongue like <laughs> pretty kitty.
0: So, so I've always
1: been that. Yeah. So my book, one of my books, is the biggest gift of all, uh-huh. and this was one of my most recent picture books that I have uh, illustrated. And it has so much fun color and talk about using, just being authentic, just being able to just share my love of rainbow and color and just all sorts of fun things. Oh, let me see if I can pull one of my favorite pages.
0: Yeah. And uh, by the way, um, Melquia, you can see her work at the MLK uh, Art Gallery as part of the Martin Luther King Jr. Dinner tonight at um, the, the JMA Wireless Dome. Hopefully you got your tickets already because typically the dinner is sold out, but th- we've been talking with some of the artists uh, who have been, who will be showing the art. Your art, you be, you'll be selling books, paintings. What will you be yes. selling?
1: So I will be selling my books. I'll be selling my prints. I'll be selling a few framed prints. Um, I'll also be open-ish for commissions um that all of that also if I'm sold out at the event I also have pre-orders set up already on my website Mm -hmm. prettykittypaintings.com slash shop Mm -hmm. um I'm waiting for more books to come in so I'm hoping that they come in on time that's always a fun thing of timing and trying to make this thing work Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's definitely uh, a lot of things that I'm working on, and I will be having uh, my wares for sale as well. If you'd like to support your local Black illustrator,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you mentioned in your bio uh, your queer identity. How much of that influences your work or your well being as 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 part of the of uh, your the way you see the world.
1: Interestingly enough, that is actually really new. Um, That is something that I'm still exploring, Mm -hmm. and I'm still just figuring that out of like, what does that look like? How does that show up in my day to day life? I would even say that for my Black identity as well, like, uh, not as new as that identity, but just something as I'm exploring and coming up with that answer for myself. to kind of lean onto my Black identity um, and that intersectionality. When I was a kid, I never really thought, I never really had that show up in my life, except for just surface level. Um, And also feeling of not Black enough. And so as I've gotten older and I'm exploring that, I'm I'm discovering that no one tells me what that what blackness is, and how that shows for me, I decide what blackness is what? and how that share that out.
0: Okay, so there's a theme here because, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, uh, another artist who we had on this program, this idea of black identity, um, was also a question. So what was why yeah. why was that a question for you? What did you grow mm. up where this had to be something that you questioned?
1: So interest So I was always picked on for my skin tone and my shade.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was something that was a part of pain for me as I was getting older.
0: Picked on by whom though? By
1: my peers, by my classmates. And yeah. classmates black, white? Yeah, they were black. Mm. And so it's very interesting as I've explored that as a, as a young person getting older and sharing and finding my own tribe of other black misfits outcasts, people who are th- authentically themselves, and also going through the same thing. We still have folks that are going through the same things today mm. and banding in solidarity and banding in this sort of, you know, there is no, there is no true answer of what blackness is we do have shared identities. We do have shared experiences, but everyone is individual and we're not all a monolith. And that's something that I've been learning and showing, trying to do my best to show through my illustrations and the books that I
0: illustrate. What were you trying to show through your illustrations?
1: That we're not all a monolith and that Blackness itself is so nuanced. And I wish... I had 50, 60 million books to show different people, like show different characters in their, in different ways that they showcase their identities.
0: So um, both your parents are assume are black, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And you grew up in a black household, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. right? And yet here you are struggling with your black identity as it relates to your peers. So when you say, are you black enough, even though you're, your peers were teasing you because of your uh your melanated skin mm-hmm. why did that make you question whether you were black enough is it because you didn't do the same things that they like to do oh yeah that's oh, what yeah and so then yes. you have, so because of that you became this other you became other oh, yeah even within your own community because you know like you said uh I don't want to use i'm gonna say misfit of not misfit (laughs) but you know what i mean is that the right word is that i
1: i like i take in the word misfit i take in the word weirdo
0: it's not to me it's not a bad
1: word but you know what i mean embrace it
0: but i get it so so you you basically liked all kinds of things things. yeah and 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 so that meant that i had that it probably meant that you were then with a different, all kinds of groups of people. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, I and, know.
1: Yeah. I
0: loved, I love like different cultures,
1: anime, video games, you name it. And it was definitely something, and I expressed myself in a different way. I expressed myself, whatever, I have no idea what this even means, but what a typical black kid would express themselves in. Air quotes for the folks who are listening to this. Um, and I don't necessarily know if people didn't like that. I don't know how they felt about it. I don't know if they were threatened by it. What I know is that it was definitely something that was, I don't want to say used against me, but it was definitely something that othered me. Um, and so that, in in, a, in addition to being picked on for my skin shade, was all of that like kind of culminated, culminated into this not feeling black and uh, I mean, not feeling that it's really interesting, especially looking at at now. And I would definitely correct, I don't want to correct you, but just like invite you in of like, I don't struggle with it anymore. Thank goodness. Anymore. Mm-hmm. It was definitely something that was a cyclone of uncertainty, but now it's something where it's just like, no, 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 this is who I am and I'm black and, and I, that's right. Yeah. I, mean,
0: I, I meant that because yeah. uh, again, I hear, I, I I guess i'm just amazed by not amazed that's not the word i want to use but like can i say it this way in all in mm-hmm. honesty I'm Absolutely. Like, wow we still dealing with we still struggling with that like that's kind of what right it's 2024 yeah. like what? Right, like, like, we move on thing? yeah like what you know yeah um i think
1: and... too i'm not sure who the other uh who the other creator how old this person was um but this is something that's for me, it's done for my childhood. And it's, it's stayed with me as I've gotten older. So mm-hmm. it's something that has stayed with me mm-hmm. and uh, it's a stay, Yeah. It's staying with me and it mm-hmm. shaped the way that I perceived myself and also the way that I shared myself with other people in the world. So this is something that is, was something I was still struggling with that I had to kind of heal and get over and go through.
0: So when you think about the NOS, the, you know, in the Martin Luther King, Jr. week of celebrations mm-hmm. in community and at the university, yeah. and you yeah. think about the world that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. imagined, right? And yeah. the world you live in now, how would you compare what you think he was talking about and what you think we are? And I know that's heavy and deep, but what I'm really yeah. getting at is so with that thought and then taking it a step further what would you say to someone who's like you who's eclectic yes that's a great word yes eclectic right in her and their beliefs right in 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 her beliefs and and connectivity you know and and that showing up in my art what do you say what how do you reflect on that and then what do you offer uh, about that.
1: Mm. So I have a semblance of hope, of course. Um, I feel like we're getting there. I feel like the things that a lot of folks have struggled with, I don't necessarily say that it is, it's gone, it's away, it's not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. We still have many deep rooted things that we have throughout our communities mm-hmm. um, that we struggle with colorism, hair texturism, sizeism, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all the isms and the weird things. Mm-hmm. But um, I still have hope because there are folks like me, there are creatives like me, there are people with their different nuanced backgrounds that are sharing their skills and their talents to be able to share that this is something that we aren't a monolith Mm -hmm. i see this cross platform you know right now i'm in publishing um i see it in animation i see it in different different forms of entertainment Mm -hmm. where we are showcasing people in different identities and different backgrounds and different just different intersectionalities and being able to show that nuanced lens. And with that, that allows for people to see that and for young people to see that and to embrace it and believe it. And I want, I, that's, I, so in, in reflecting on that and, and offering that to our audience, I definitely feel like we're at a point where we're at this really good point of being able to see the world for what it is and then also be able to say well being I I feel right when I wear this color or I feel great when I have my hair this way or Mm -hmm. I feel like you know that authenticity is so important um and you you just fall into it you find it as you get older and you find yourself as you
0: get older um so yeah that's hope (laughs) hopeful Pretty Kitty and you have a blog where you're also giving back and giving advice and talking about uh, your work, uh, and I, cert- I know that that's important. Uh, to you, uh, but uh, there's a joy in your books, I don't know how to describe, but it, it just looks very happy, even if people are contemplating something sad there's still a joy in it so.
1: Yes, absolutely uh, is that an
0: intentional. Like you always want to find something positive, happy, joyful in the work so that there's always something hopeful in it.
1: I think that's just something that comes out. It kind of comes out of me. I am yeah. usually a joyful, happy person.
0: Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And
1: that's also something a little bit of an act of a resistance too. I remember. Oh, I talk about it. Yeah. Definitely. Like joy is an act of resistance. Yeah. Um, um, I use that even when I'm not even actively trying to use it. It's just something that just it's just something that comes naturally to me. Yeah. Um, and especially in addition to my blog, I also have an email list as well that uh, where I go really deep into you know being in children's book illustrator and just sharing what's on my mind and what's inspiring me this quarter and. All the things, what music I'm listening to. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of things I like to share also to my audience uh, and my email friends too.
0: What are you listening to?
1: Oh boy, so I love listening to chill hop and video game music. Uh, chill hop is like hip hop meets Japanese culture meets just low, like low tempo. But also just it, it's it's like a it's like a mix or an amalgamation. And there it's a whole community of folks who love just who love all of those intersectionalities of cultures and it just blends together. And I find that just a really beautiful, just like a beautiful meeting point of people that love this type of music. And even my mom listens to Chill Hop. You know, I introduced her to that because there's some music. That was sampled from, you know, just sampled from old older music that is now remixed into this this newer genre, and so I love being able to share that with like my parents and my family too. <laughs> uh,
0: well, Melqui, you can share your art and your painting, yeah. your illustrations, uh, with the folks who are attending the Syracuse University, MLK dinner, which will be taking place tonight at the jma wireless dome with your dinner ticket you can go to the art show uh meet Queer and all the other artists like london ladd who we had on last week and um what a delight to talk to you uh oh. and feel your energy <laughs> <laughs> thank you wish you well for your um work and hope you do well and her website is pretty kittypaintings.com and uh check her out and uh check out her latest books as well on her website Quia. thank you so much and we thank hope you. that uh, you have a good time i hope you had a good time today
1: yes i did this is great thank you so much for having me on
0: all right inspiration for the nation Quia. check her out inspiration for the nation <laughs>